0: Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton right here on one hundred one point nine High FM. This is one hundred one point nine High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton of Linksfield Shul, and it is a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this Tuesday. We are now, where are we holding? We're just before the end of the month of ER, the 25th of the month of ER, and the 16th of May. Hope you're well, hope you're healthy. And we're getting into the zone. We're getting into the zone for Shavuot, for the giving of the Torah, which is actually what we're going to explore about this holiday that's coming in a week and a half. is not only the giving of the Torah, it's a much larger picture. Um, so that's what we want to explore today. Next Tuesday, I'll be off here. a personal family Semcha. So thank God for good reasons. So let's try to pack it in for today. Here we are. Shabbat. What is Shabbat? If I ask most people who are exposed to, you know, the, the Bible, to to the Torah, to ancient stories. Or even people that are not necessarily that exposed, but just aware of various cultures, I would ask them what Pesach is, what Passover is. They could give me something, they'll tell me Matzah, Levin, Grad, Exodus, Exodus story is a famous story, it's popular in the movies, it's popular in literature, it was used by various uh, liberty, freedom movements over the years, Let My People Go, it was very much a adopted story. But what's the Shavuot story? What's the story with Shavuot? It's not nearly as popular as um, Pesach. Many will see it as just a nice long weekend, right? Jewish schools will be off Friday, Saturday, so let's go, let's let's run off to the bush. Um, although more appropriate would be run off to the desert. I'm not sure if that, you know, if that's appropriate. But, yeah, uh, well, let's run somewhere. Let's get out of here. Instead of saying, one second, what, what is this holiday all about? In short... Shavuot is the day that God gave a contract with civilization. Not just the Jewish people, by the way. We're told that when Moses came down the mountain, he also brought down the Noahide laws, the laws for all humankind. Obviously the 613 Mitzvot and the Ten Commandments. But this event, the Sinai experience, is the moment that God develops a relationship with Society, and he says, okay, this is, this is the contract. This is the expectations. This is how we could get along. This is what I need of you. And this is how we can make it work. It's the day that we developed into a nation. We developed into an identity. That's really the core. It's a day of identity. And it's a very important thought to explore. You know, when most people say the day of Shavuot is the day that we got the Torah, okay, so Torah is wisdom, Torah is a way to live, and it's beautiful, but it's so much deeper than that. It's the day that we started a relationship that has lasted over 3,300 years. It's been a complicated relationship, it's been a beautiful, glorious relationship, it's been a relationship, but it's at that moment that everything, and from creation till then, came to full circle or at least the the circle began in other words Adam, Eve, Noah um, Avram Sarah, Yitzhakar, Rivka all the characters that are there they're all heading in one direction and what's that direction they want to start a formal relationship with the creator so that society, humanity Jewish people we can actually start actualizing our purpose in this world. In the words of a medrash, which is a commentary on the Tanakh, on the the Torah, he uses the analogy of the Syrians and the Romans. Those were obviously two very powerful kingdoms at the time when they described this, uh, when the medrash was written. And he says, you know, Syria was in the north, Rome is in the south, and he says, for many years there was an understanding that, that the people of Rome cannot go up to Syria, and the people of Syria cannot go up to Rome, and then at some stage that rule, that law was broken, and now there can be um, travel and intermingling and connection between the two societies. So the mentor says so too, that's an analogy so too heaven and earth didn't have a strong relationship. Heaven was for heaven, Hashem, the heaven was for God and the earth was here with humans and it was near impossible to bring godliness into this world and elevate this world into heaven. In other words, that's to fuse the two parts of creation because let's be honest, as believers, we believe that the world was created by God. So physicality is not bad. Physicality is also God's creation, as is spirituality. They're both God's creation, but spirituality is a place which materializes God's will at every given moment. And physicality is a place where godliness is hidden. And the goal is to fuse those two, to bring spirituality into this world, that this world starts living its purpose, to elevate this world to a spiritual domain, literally to, to create a bond. Between these two sides of the same coin, they're both godliness, but one is revealed godliness, one is hidden godliness. To take a piece of parchment and be able to turn it into tefillin, to take a candle and be able to make it into a Shabbos candle, to make food and make it, you know, make a kosher and make a blessing over it and be able to uplift it, to create a fusion of body and soul, heaven and earth. And when did that? begin, when did that relationship begin truly flourishing? At the giving of the Torah, at Sinai. So Sinai is the time that heaven and earth start actually a relationship. Till then it was all preparation. It's at this moment, it's at these key moments, that the purpose for each and every one of us in this world of bringing God into our life really becomes... um, be- it becomes us. In other words, it, it becomes our calling. It's unavoidable. Till then, it was like you could kind of volunteer in, volunteer out. Now it's, we still have free choice. But you are who you are. You can't run away from it. It's your destiny. And the obligation is there, and the, the privilege is there. And the opportunity, every moment, right? Right now, I'm talking into a microphone, um, into a computer, which is turning into radio, which is hopefully reaching you. We're we're elevating. We're elevating the radio, and we're elevating the computer, and we're elevating the microphone. We're activating its true purpose. And at this moment, the the microphone is holiness because it's playing its purpose. We're talking Torah together. We're learning. Everything is being actualized on its ultimate level. Everything is living its purpose. And that's really what we do here ever since the day of Shavuot 3,335 years ago. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Rabbi Levi Avtson here from Leedsfield Show. And we are talking about uh, the Torah and our identity. A beautiful song from A.P. Rottenberg. Um, This is our life. This is our purpose. This is our life. And Sinai, which will commemorate this coming, not this coming, next week, Friday, in exactly 10 days' time, we will be sitting and celebrating the fact that we got a purpose. Right? Seven, six weeks ago, we celebrated Pesach. We got freedom. And in 10 days' time, we'll celebrate purpose. And... As we mature in our lives, we realize you can't have one without the other. You need freedom and you need purpose. And if you have to choose one, you would choose purpose. You can live a life of purpose, even in a place without freedom. But freedom without purpose is anarchy. So much of our world today is a world of freedom without purpose. More people are living under democracies today. More percent of the people than ever before in history. And yet, I wouldn't argue that we're the happiest bunch of, uh, the happiest cohort of civilization the world has ever been privileged to see. And if freedom brought happiness, then you would see, right? The West, nobody in the West is enslaved pretty much. And yet we're not happy. And so many of us are enslaving ourselves if you were getting into impulse, addiction, were we're not exactly the truest sense of freedom. And Shavuot reminds us that freedom without purpose is is a half-baked piece of bread that doesn't really digest well. And that's why we connect these two holidays. That's why we start counting for the Shavuot, the day after Pesach begins, literally one day after our Pesach Seder, the first place I said, we're not even waiting for the second savior to be over. The day after we have the first Savior, what do we do? We start counting down seven weeks to the hour. And now we're already in the sixth week. Uh, we have a few days left, and then we're at Shavuot. Because we realize that this is where it happens. When we got into contract with God, when God gave us the why and the how, the when, the where, of, of how to live, it's at that moment that's, we truly start living. One of the great myths of religion is that thou shalls, shall, shall nots, some dictator of the sky just getting in the way of your life. No, it's not. It's the creator of heaven and earth and the creator of me and you that's more important, right? God, when he introduces himself at the Ten Commandments, he doesn't say, I'm the God that created heaven no, and earth. He says, I'm the God that took you out of Egypt. I'm the God that's your God. In other words, I'm, I'm in a relationship with you, you people, you human beings. That guy comes and says, I want a relationship. And I know you because I created you, so I know your product and I'm telling you, use the product this way, it's good for you. Right? Imagine a, a manufacturer of a car. You know, and you bought a nice, uh, petrol, petrol car. And you're going to the petrol station and you start, you pull up and you tell the petrol assistant, tell the guy, um Give me diesel, and the guy looks at you and says, "Sir, it's a petrol." And the guy that, and you, you even have the owner, the guy that sorry, the manufacturer of the car drives by and says, no, "No, no, don't put diesel. It's a petrol car." And you're like, "You're getting in my way. Stop with these rules. Thou shalt, thou shalt not. I want freedom. There's no freedom when you put diesel in a petrol car, petrol in a diesel car. That's not freedom. That's destruction." The big myth about the, the Torah, the mitzvot, the commandments, is it's not God coming in your way. It's coming in, it's God coming and saying, I'm telling you. I manufactured you, I know what's good for you. <laughs> I know what's I, I created it, I'm telling you. You're a petrol car. Don't put diesel in it. And you're like, eh, get in my way. Stop with your nonsense. you're you're really, you're destroying my freedom, my freedom. God's like, no, you're not free if you put the wrong thing in. Right? Someone who's lactose intolerant and eats lactose, they're not free. You're free if you don't take the lactose. But whatever allergy you have, or whatever you have, whatever disposition you have, it's not freedom. Freedom is when you the true sense of freedom is when you get to live your who you are. No, your truth, at the best sense of the word, today we use the expression your truth as some subjective thing. Oh, it's my truth. No, your truth as in this is what your destiny is. This is what you were created for. This is your role. Play your role. Play your part. That's freedom. That's purpose. And you're like, eh, no, no, not, no, no and You're getting in my way. I mean we could give analogies from today till tomorrow. The person who comes to play soccer and says, No, I play soccer, no rules, no rules. I don't care which team you're on, my team, your team. There's no such a thing as a goalie. A goal. There's no goal. What do you mean? Kick the ball wherever you want. It's a point. No, it's not a point. It's Ten points. It's not try to run a game like that. You can't. Try to play any sport. Try to do any discipline. Yeah. I mean the truth is the only discipline that there are no rules these days often is when you look at some modern art and you're like, is that any Nothing to this madness. But on the most part, every single thing you want to compete in, well, you want to go to the Olympics, you want to compete in something, you can't sit there saying, oh, sorry, you have rules for, for skiing, and you have rules for dance, and you have rules for cricket and rugby. Eh, you limited people. Come on, what? So I played rugby with a cricket ball. Who cares? It's just all the same thing. It sounds ridiculous. But somehow when it comes to religion... That's our perspective. Our perspective is, ah, give me a break. Ah, who needs it? Rules, rules. God's coming to you no saying, shall, thou no not. Who needs that? That's very dangerous, friends. Shavuot is here to remind us this holiday that's coming in 10 days time to remind us, you need a how, you need a why, you need a when, you need a where. A, the human being is a messy product, a complicated product, And the manufacturer comes and tells you, this is how to use this product called your body. This is how to use the product called your mind. This is how to use the product called your heart. This is how you use it. You're like, eh, no, thank you. I'm fine. Thank you very much, God. Even if I believe in you, you created me. I'm good. I appreciate it. If you want to thank you, I'll thank you. I'll even give charity. And and, I'll do a few more things that you want. But you start telling me what to eat, how to sleep, um, how to live my life. No, give me a break. No, 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 you're butting into it. That's, right? Stay away. And God's like, I'm just telling you, this will bring you happiness. This is your purpose. You will not be happy if you're not in congruence with your soul. You will not be at peace if your soul is begging for something and you're not filling it. No matter how much you try it's it's not, the product is begging for that nutrition for that relationship. you know often when we raise our kids, we have so many levels of priority we want them to be healthy and we want them to be sporty and we want them to be talented and we want them to play soccer, and we want them to be a dancer and we want them to have friends, and we want them to do this, and we want them to do that. And then finally, maybe when they're 11, you know, or a girl or 12, as a boy, we're like, oh yeah, Bati farming coming up, religion's also important. Let's find an hour. But the hour should never conflict with sport, and shouldn't conflict with the other extramurals, and shouldn't conflict with this, and shouldn't conflict with that. If everything works together, then maybe we'll do it. And I'm like, all other stuff is important, but it's all secondary. Every single one of them is secondary to the basic thing. Your child needs to live a life of meaning. Your child needs to live a life of purpose. And the purpose comes from being true to who they are, from knowing their tradition, from celebrating their heritage. They need it. Don't push it off. Don't avoid it. Don't only remember about it eight months a year before the Bhatti or Barney. It's, it's the core. In a world of today when everything is up in arms, everything is up to change, the one thing that's constant is values and purpose and identity. AI will never be able to take this away. GBT can take away many of our jobs, but it cannot take away identity and purpose. So let's ask yourself a simple question. Are we aligned in our focus? Are we prioritizing what's important in our children's education? This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 High FM. <laughs> that was Amen, Alai Ladim Shali, Amen for My Children, um, by Hanan Ben Ari. What a beautiful song. And uh, this is where we're at. We're at a quarter to two. And um, we've been talking about living a life of purpose, living a life of identity, and how Shavuot is all those things. It's a small t- holiday. In Israel, it's only one day. In the diaspora, it's two days. But just because it's small in quantity doesn't mean it's small in quality. Some of our biggest Chagim, Rosh Hashanah's two days, Yom Kippur's one day, Purim's one day, etc. Um, small in quantity, but incredibly intense in quality. It's become customary for many to come hear the Ten Commandments on Friday and actually hear it being read from the Torah and to relive the experience 3,335 years later. Because it's such a big deal. Because the giving of the Torah was literally the key moment of civilization when suddenly civilization is told its purpose. It's given the rule book. It's given the manual. God comes and says, here is the world I created. Here is you, the human being I created. And this is the manual that will help you navigate this world and navigate yourself. That's what the Torah is. It's a manual. The word Torah in Hebrew literally means It's a lesson book, it's a manual Right, when you open up the manual Of any product you buy You don't sit there getting angry at the manual For telling you how to use the product You understand that the person who created the product Is telling you how to use the manual That's what Torah is, it's a manual And I think even that simple reframing From a rule book and a law book To a manual is such a huge shift in perspective because the moment you hear about another commandment, another um, custom, another halakha, another law, you don't sit there saying, oh gosh, not again, but rather you say, okay, will that make my life even more integrated? Will that enhance my bond with my creator? What could be wrong with that? and i'm not advocating perfection i'm not advocating that this, you know once a person reframes it suddenly all the struggle is over we all struggle that's purpose of life but i think that the struggle becomes more bearable each and every one of us at whatever level we're at of observance um whatever level we're at in our character development etc instead of seeing the climb the mountain climb as this terrifying experience see it as a privilege See it as an opportunity to really live in sync with yourself, to be fully integrated with your soul. I was listening to a talk at Labaracharebi just uh, last night, and he was saying, he's saying that a person, when they live in integration with their soul, they find happiness. If they live without integration with their soul, they could be getting more and more things and acquiring more and more of the pleasures of life, but they will not find inner serenity and inner peace. A person needs meaning. Obviously, that's from a from a religious perspective. Um, but even from a psychological perspective, one of the big revolutions in the world of psychology was right toward uh, man's search for meaning and all Victor Frankel's ideas, which at the core was a person needs meaning. That's the core need, and we know this. I'd imagine almost all the listeners have read the book or at least heard about it, and yet we forget it. Not because we're bad, not because we willfully forget it, but because right physicality is very, very distracting. We get so distracted with our obligations, we get so distracted with all the temptations out there. No society in history has had this many temptations and this ease of availability to it. Living in a small little town in the shtetl in Europe, you didn't have access to this much distraction and impulse uh, abuse and uh, things that can addict you. Today we fight like we fight on all fronts. Every impulse you can imagine, almost you know, is on your fingertips. It's not hard to access something that will that can destroy you and that means that our core our value system our morality our self discipline our self regulation has to be stronger than ever i think it was one of the, the the rabbis that came from the old country and he moved to america and he said what my students now see in one train ride from brooklyn to manhattan my students in the old country didn't see in a whole lifetime it's true and I, I, this is what he spoke about in the 60s 50s what what would he say today one time turning on your phone, you have more access to anything than most people had an entire lifetime. And that means that our core needs to be strengthened, our resilience, our value system. And Shavuot is all about that. Shavuot is about realigning ourselves. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.5 FM, and this is Rabbi Levi and it is time to say goodbye to this week's radio show. I want to finish off this uh, show with a beautiful song, it's in Hebrew, but again, I believe that some of these songs come across in uh, not only the words, but the music and the, the emotion. Mina Shamayim, from heaven, it's, a, it's actually describing the giving of the Torah, that God came down from heaven, and... Um, really built a relationship with the Jewish people. This is Zanvil Weinberger at the Deer Shoe event on 101.9 Chai FM.